Hello, Grant. Hello, my friends. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. And uh, it's amazing weather. Like for so those got, outside of Europe as well. Yeah, well, it's nearly weather that you think should we have air conditioning? Like, <laughs> well, hopefully our live video stays going well till the end. Like last time it was interrupted. And uh, thank you for, for finishing the conversation or the, or the monologue. Like, um, <laughs> yeah, and I, down I, to adverse weather conditions, can't we? Yeah, exactly. And I, I finished actually the same call, but that's lost in technology somewhere. So, um, but it's good to take it to, uh, to have the next conversation. And for yeah. those that, that watch us online, um, live, just join the conversation use the options to uh to chat with us uh through for youtube or the facebook live posts on the different groups yep uh, like uh it's all about the human connection and and interaction that we uh we aim for and um and for today like i was thinking and we, we texted a little bit about it but that video you posted yesterday that it starts with connection and communication and cl clear communication and connection and and that really triggered me to talk about more today about connection and, and the context we live in called relationships and um so i was just wondering like uh, how do you look back to that video and uh did you have some more insights about how important it is that we really try to connect first before we communicate? Yeah, I, uh, I've been reading a, a good book, which is which will form a, a basis of a mastermind I'll be doing by John Maxwell called Everyone Communicates, Few Connect. And I think as leaders or as anyone, if we want to, if we want to advance, if we want to get promotion not necessarily in the sense of going through a business to the top tier and on the board yeah. but promotion with regards to in every area of our lives promotion in our marriages so going to the next level um promotion in our relationships with our friends taking that to the next level where we're becoming more open and vulnerable the conversations aren't stilted they're they're deeper but they're still engaging and we, and we take that to the next level so it was all about how we can advance and how we can promote in every area of our lives growth and development by connecting and communicating and it, it's amazing because whilst i think a lot of people um, will watch this video and its replay very little will probably tune in live because as a society, as people, we are so fixated on the things that we have to do. And we, we without realizing it, will turn ourselves off to others and we'll turn ourselves off to communicating and staying connected with others because of the world that we live in. And I suppose, especially through lockdown, that has been really magnified and blown up with regards to, well, I'm in my office on my own. I'm not connecting with people. I'm not communicating with people on a face-to-face -face basis. It's just through email. It's through social media. And I think we've become so used to that. And I think prior to that, culture was leading us to that place of 
well, it's all about me. Uh, I've got to, I've got to do what I do. I've got to just focus on me getting to a place or earning enough money or producing business without realizing the strength and the depth in being able to connect and communicate with people. Actually, that will benefit me in the long term without, as we said earlier on, it's not a means to an end, but actually there is an, there's a real need to stay connected with people. There's a real need to stay in communication with others. And it really, as, as I was reading a specific section of that book, hence the reason I posted what I posted on the, on the Pioneers Facebook group, was that actually it struck me the power and the importance of staying connected and building those connections, building those relationships up, genuinely interested, generally wanting to develop that relationship with another rather than actually this is what I'm starting, this is what I'm building, this is what I want to grow and develop business-wise, community initiative, whatever it might be. So therefore I see that you have skills and qualities that I need. So that's the only reason why I'm going to connect with you or communicate with you mm. because I want what you have. Yeah. And there is, a, there is a time and place for that. But actually, if we want to, if we want to see the vision or the idea that we have come to fruition, then it's all about, well, look, I've got to start to, to take the attention off myself and find out about others and actually be generally interested in pursuing what others have, finding out what their needs and wants are, finding out more about them, connecting them on a real level rather than just superficial. And, and I think that was really, for me, that was really important because I've, you know, whilst, and this isn't me bragging, whilst I think I'm a reasonable communicator and, and how I stay connected with people, and I've learned over the last 10 years or so the art of listening because, I speak, you know, if we're coaching people, if we're leading people, we have to learn how to listen and listen well and connect not just with our ears, but with our eyes, with our heart and with everything. So then when someone says something, we can respond with, so you said this and you meant that. And there is an art to be able to do that on a regular basis. And that really starts to grow and develop that relationship and that connection with that person. So yeah, you, yes. give, you give away a lot of steps immediately. Uh, well, oh, sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this was it. Thanks, Grant, for the conversation. No, uh, I was just you. You trigger something at the beginning. You say like people, or, or us in general. Let's include ourselves. Like we 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 tend to actually form an opinion. And I want to, don't want to use big word, but we form an opinion based on appearance, but without connecting. Mm. Which is a bit like uh, only looking at the pictures and then thinking that we know how, how the food tastes. But uh, in a way, we need to connect. Yeah. We need to, to taste and see that it's good to have more interaction. Like, I think that's an important thing. Like, we tend to not taste... And by that, not experience that the other person is actually worth to uh, connect with, to exchange ideas with, uh, maybe uh, can even help you to get your, your needs met, like yeah. solve your problem. But we tend to do um, have an opinion based on what we see. 
as a futurist, this is really strange behavior. Like, and I'm doing it myself as well. Like, I just open books and I, I know what it is about, which is stupid. I first need probably the experience to find out that there was a different layer in it. And probably if I read the book a few late years later or connect with the same person and have the same conversation a few years later, I learn something new because my mental grid is developing. So I always see it like it's a big mailbox I, and I extend the amount of mailboxes. So next time I hear the message, I have a place holder to, to grab it. So without connecting, I actually use my past experience to judge something new, which I think violates all the rules of innovation, creativity, pioneering, uh, inventions, problem solving. There are, but we tend to do it. And I think we are afraid to connect in a way without actually mm. knowing it. And, and, or maybe other people say, yeah, but I'm too busy. Oh, too busy is also rooted somewhere in fear because you're afraid that you will not have enough time to do the other things. But us being human, and I just want to throw it into it, I think relationship is one of the few things that makes us human. And relationship like and we will talk probably many times in the coming months about it but i learned that it's diff relationship has a different perspective than before mm. like I, I i tend to believe that it's about relationships but then i got stuck with the fact that relationships are not the goal like to live my purpose my purpose is not to to have ten thousand linkedin or facebook friends or a hundred real friends like can you imagine having a hundred friends around for for a birthday party would be great except when you have to pay the bill every year but that's not the that's not the goal that's not a purpose but i found out that relationships are also not the tool they are not the tool for me to live my purpose so I had to rephrase the first one. I think it is about relationships because it's the context in which I, I live, uh, move forward and upwards. Like you said, promotion. I love to say promoting promotion is like moving forward and upwards. Um, and I need relationships. So for me, it became like relationships is the context that actually makes me human. And step one is that I connect to other humans because else there's not much to call a relationship. Mm. But like animals, plants, buildings, they don't live in relationship with each other. Well, we as humans do. And we've noticed through the whole big C, whatever it is, that the first thing that puts pressure on our social emotional state is actually the lack of interaction connection and relationships are actually not maintained they tend to disappear so what, let me ask you this question what would happen if you were unable to relate what would what would be the effects of you 
or I not being able to relate with someone? What would happen to us? Well, just for me personally, like I love to spend time alone. Like my comfort zone is not with a lot of people around. And I'm an, I'm an introvert in that perspective. That's how I recharge. But first thing that I put up, if I would not be in relationship with other humans, I, I thought, how would I come to the next brilliant thought? I need to he be an external processor to hear myself think new things to help and lead myself. I need others to listen and feedback and pushback. And I cannot do that to the mirror. Yeah. I need other people. I need verbal and non-verbal communication. It's like yep. it's like a plant not being put in the light and being watered and looked after. What's going to happen to the plant? It's going to die, isn't it? And I think that that's what happens to us if we're unable to relate. We we start to wither. We start to be withdrawn, and things in us start to die. And I think that is that is critical. And you see that in a lot of people when they become lonely and withdrawn. They, they start to develop emotional issues, issues, mental health issues, yeah. because they're unable to relate. And, and effectively what's happening is their soul and their spirit is dying because they're unable to relate. And there's something that's blocking that relationship or being able for that, for that person being able to relate to others, getting out and, and speaking to others and engaging yeah. with others. Yeah, and I so too. Yeah. Yeah, that's vitally important. I mean, today I, was, I had emailed a, a networking group to say that I'm unable to make tomorrow's meeting because I'm seeing a client face to face down in Guildford and Surrey in a part of not that far from where I live. And then there was this email response, an automated email response saying, I'm sorry, but I can't come, I can't answer your email due to the amount of work I have. And for me, that was saying to whoever it was, whether it was me or someone else, I'm not interested in you. Uh, I'm too busy with my own life. Um, I, I'm far too busy to engage with you at this time. So I might get to your email later on. Now, for me, that speaks of a lack of desire to communicate and connection. That person has withdrawn themselves and, and actually worded an email with that content specifically say, I can't talk to you. I can't connect with you. You're not that important to me as it is at the moment because other yeah. things are taking precedent. And yeah. so he's, he's automatically straight away said, I don't want to relate. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and the other thing uh, that pops in my mind is also like um, we need, well, I would not say we need relationships. No, S saying relationships is the context. The context in where we have the promotion, the forward motion, the pioneering. I believe it's, it's equally important to have, um, or it's equally bad to have the wrong relationships or no relationships and 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 don't don't interpretate my words wrong but we we tend to talk about wrong relationship as toxic relationships mm, i hate but that expression i think that a relationship that doesn't share purpose is also not a healthy place to be so the shared purpose in the context of a relationship is this growth place, this birthplace to live your calling, to pioneer your unique way while you are born for such a time as this. So when you don't know the shared purpose and just have a great time, 
I would say to just to push it, you're still not connecting yeah. because there is nothing to connect about. Then having a, a drink together or having fun is also like entertainment, spending time. I want relationships to be the context with for human to human connection where we share purpose so that your development and my development is beneficial for both. Yeah. That it's meaningful when you have a victory for me as well. And it's meaningful for you when I learn something that you should never do again. And in that way, but it only makes sense if we share purpose, if we are sensing that we move forward in time together. Like running together is immediately like, no, no, I'm not talking about contracts or marriage. I'm talking about not just working, like moving forward in the same direction. And it is so amazing if you can really benefit from others when they grow and return that by the same uh, mechanism. And I've noticed that that shared purpose in your inner circle, it will lead to connections with people around you. It will lead to cl clients, customers, consumers, people that are interested. It, it is like a magnet. And, and yes, you are surrounded with people that are like-minded or questioning the same things. That, sure. But isn't that spiritually how we relate to each other? Yeah, it, it, it's really important also to, to bring people around you that don't share the same opinion as you, that actually can offer something different, that have a different perspective on certain things. Because I think that's important for us to become open-minded to grow and develop as individuals and also others will have specific ways of doing things ideals they will have solutions to problems that we won't have because of a fixed mindset that we may that we may bring into that and, and a shared a shared purpose for example let's take let's take a local church context whereby there is a shared purpose but there are a multitude of people coming together with different agendas, different ideas, different ways of doing things. And that is that provides the color that we need to enable a community, a church to reach out and answer its felt needs of those around us, because you have and you're made up of different talents, different skills, different abilities and bringing that together and having that mix of opinion, uh, a mix of wanting to do things in, in a different way, but having that, maintaining that shared purpose develops you as an individual. You become more grounded and rounded. Yeah. Um, we become more um, able to deal with confrontation and diversity because we're up against uh, challenges and a difference of opinion all the time. It makes us a more interested, interesting individual and yeah. someone that yeah. people will want to do life with. Yeah, I, I, I fully uh, build on that. Like um, being with people that share purpose is definitely not people that have to share the same perspective. Now, shared purpose 
is that we tend to go the same direction. But there's one thing that I really want to, fo to focus on or underline in this perspective. A shared purpose is not the purpose of a collective. A shared purpose is not the a purpose of, of we. I think a shared purpose is the accumulation, the sum of individual purposes. So I tend to be always in leadership development and coaching. I said, when an organization has a purpose, be careful. Because then the organization looks for people that want to serve in that purpose. Now, a shared purpose is, is that we are together because our individual purpose is served in being together. So your individual purpose and my individual purpose, they are actually complementary, which makes it a shared purpose. But your purpose is fulfilled and my purpose is fulfilled by being connected. And that is such an essential thing when we believe it's about people. Like we tend to say, love your neighbor as yourself. Let's underline that one. Love yourself as your neighbor. Like feels already different. But it means about it's the neighbor and myself. It's not about us organization xyz like the moment organization xyz has a purpose then i have to submit serve and ultimately sacrifice my own purpose for the greater good and i call that a definition whatever the organization is of religion because i start serving the system and i think that's why it's so important that shared purpose is clearly understand my personal pers purpose is a natural fit. I bring color to the table with my unique perspective, my unique values, my unique understanding. It just gives a colorful picture. And we run together as long as we are, it serves purpose. Mm. This, <clears throat> it was funny, I was, I was out in the garden having, having lunch um, and I was observing the bees that were flying around this particular um, bush that I had and it was here. Yeah. No one around flying around your lunch. No, they weren't, but they were honeybees and they were flying around um, lavender. And I stopped to think about communi communica communication and connecting. Now, I was watching there were two bees on this specific bush and one bee was systematically going around each head of the flower, extracting the pollen that would then fly off to the next flower. In would come another bee and do the exact same thing to the exact same flowers, trying to extract what's already been extracted. Now, there's no communication. These bees aren't connected. They share, they share a purpose, but they're serving the system. And that system is producing honey that people come and eradicate and take away. If you go and open a hive, there are thousands of bees literally milling around, all doing their things, crossing over each other, moving through. There's no communication or connection. There's no relationship. Now, as human beings, we can be very much like that. We yeah. can go That's out, great. we can feed on something. Someone else can come and do exactly the same thing and not get anything from that. We see that in business. We see that in organizations. 
people will come in, do things. It will be reciprocated or sorry, replicated without any means to an end, just because it's habit, just because it's a, a, a procedure that people go through without any relationship. People will cross over each other, talk badly about each other. There's no communication. There's people are going in different directions and just to serve a system. And I think once we break that, once we discover that actually let's stop serving the system and actually consider what we do and how we relate to each other. And if those relationships start to grow and development of, of connectivity starts to develop, we won't be crossing over. We won't be doing someone else's job. We won't be irritating someone because they've done some of that already. And we're going to repeat that because that's all I know. And I think once we can start to adapt and develop that and watch what people are doing. And I think if these bees actually stopped and said, have you just done that? Yeah, well, I'm going to move on to the next one. There's that connection, that relationships start to grow already. And as human beings, we need to we need to adopt a principle, as you've as we've said, about relating, about considering others, finding out what they've done, what they need, what they're doing. Um, and rather than going about our own selfish ways and, and doing the things that we feel are going to, uh, I suppose, bring a result in some way other than yeah, benefit. it is. It's interesting because it's one end we are not like the bees, serfs in a system or slaves. Like we tend to say, we we are we we don't have slaves anymore in our in in our local context. But our behavior when we do it in a system like the bees and we serve for the greater good uh, and it's good what we do, uh, then we are still serfs. And then the only difference with is that we are rewarded. Mm. And uh, but what makes us human is that relationship. And based on that relationship, we can connect with each other, exchange information, exchange value with each other, and grow. And individual growth is allowed. Yeah. Because in those systems, individual growth is always slowed down for for the system or by leadership being the ceiling uh and like with the email if there was a relationship between you and the receiver of the email then that relationship would mean that both have a awareness of what the other is doing where the other one is going what the other one needs the reaction you got is you're violating, you're a threat of the system. I don't have time for this. Yeah. Because probably if you had the message about, I want to do a huge donation, you would not get the outer reply. Like, it is that perspective. And, and one of the comments I get, and I'm sorry that the system doesn't show your name, but yeah, the first one is amazing. They love our discussion. I, I, oh, I, good. Yeah, it's amazing. And it's definitely, it brings language to what I feel about community. Yeah, the first one yeah. is amazing. And uh, the other one I see here, other comment is there's room for everyone to be themselves and need each other to be our fullest, truest self. And I think that's absolutely this edge between not being selfish and not doing self sacrifice. Yeah, uh, because I think being selfish is what we are really afraid of, but we nearly 
worship self-sacrifice and i i actually i don't share purpose with people that self-sacrifice because they are not their fullest self like like the comments that because actually they are very small and become less and the 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 greater the bigger the larger they become metaphorically i don't know which one to take in english so uh the more 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 of me as well and it's that same perspective like we we hear it in church as well like i i read it this week again and i thought oh no not again it was less of me more of jesus and i thought oh no please no more of you more of jesus more of you more of you and i it is more of you like live to your fullest in connection in uh, in the context of relationship and just bring your brilliant thoughts your amazing questions your challenges bring them in this group this inner circle with your peers where you can learn from each other celebrate each other that's another thing i love that i love that because it's i think so often we all there's there's sort of limited beliefs about okay ego comes or ego plays a part of that hence the reason why i say less of me more of you and actually you're right it's 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 changing that to say actually look we're empowered to be kings we're empowered to be you know queens and, and heads of state and people of influence now actually you know as we and we're not talking ego here we're talking about stepping up and releasing our talents and our skills and our gifting into the environments and the arenas that we have been propelled into and actually we need to become powerful people and i and i, and I think mark and julie were talking about this at the weekend about powerful people not from a sense of exacting sort of your energy and your strength but actually knowing who we are and what we carry going on and making a difference and impacting that around us and i think if you have that limited mindset or limited you know opinion of yourself then you're going to be you know not effective as much as you could be if you walked into that room thinking do you know what i'm going to change the atmosphere for good this isn't an ego thing this isn't you know um, self you know adulating this is just who I am. I'm walking into that room knowing who I am, knowing my presence. And I, that becomes relatable because you mentioned the word magnet. We become a magnet for good. We become a magnet for the right reasons. We become attractive and we attract people to us. And because of what we carry and who we are, that's when we start to really impact and, in, and affect the, the environment around us for good, if obviously we come with the right intention. But I love that. I think that's fair. Yeah. I think that just to like build a bit on the word ego, uh, you're just like a waterfall today. Um, there's like your ego is nothing wrong with your ego. Your ego, I always see say ego is a mechanism, and your ego is that mechanism that you're that's competing with your where you have faith for. And both are valuable if you are facing a situation where you have been before then this ego mechanism that is promoting what you have done last time successfully is the most appreciated contribution you can give you will be received as someone with wisdom integrity etc but the moment you are placed in a situation where the new thing is happening 
where you have faith for and you're pioneering, then the, your ego is actually the wrong mechanism. Then your will should listen to what you have faith for and develop new kinds of strategies. Yeah. So in short, the ego is this self-promoting thing of past victories, which is amazing. It's part of being human and it's what the world calls wisdom and receives as wisdom, but it's not applicable in new settings, only in settings that have been there before. And the people that say it's less of me, well, maybe this was the unique opportunity to share your life experience, your divine wisdom in the setting, and you just shut up because it was less of you. So don't do that. Yeah, one of the comments, two comments, celebrate each other and champion each other. My, in the context of relationship, and I have to steal that and give the credits from uh, to my wife, she says, I don't want to be tolerated. I want to feel that I'm celebrated. I don't want to hear that I'm celebrated. I want to feel that I'm celebrated. And actually, for her, that is like this, this easy test, not emotionally, because it's always painful, but... It's the easy test. Am I here in a, in a relationship where I'm appreciated and, and honored and valued? Or am I here because it's a functional connection where I'm actually tolerated because the job is done? And that has given her... That's, that's for instance, that's wisdom. And that is something that is a routine. She applies... And so you keep applying that. But that's her ego that points out to her, test it, which is pure wisdom. So, and yeah, no, I think, yeah, I think there's really importance to celebrate others. And, and one thing that I love, which was I, I've read recently, is that when you meet someone for the first time, go into that relationship with questions to ask that person, specific questions. So you're immediately turning the spotlight on them. Take something as a gift to give them, like a book or something as well. So or, or straight away, you've said to that person, actually, you're really important to me. I don't know you, but actually, I'm invested in this meeting that's taking place. And I'm really keen to get to know you more. And that would that opens up and then will open up incredible potential for that relationship to, to go immediately to new levels, to that place of vulnerability and trust. And that's when you that's when a relationship will really take on a different dynamic. And we must celebrate each other. We must celebrate, we must affirm others and affirm those around us as well. And actually call out the good, call out the gold, call out the qualities of an individual. That's the, the hallmark of a, a good leader who can deflect from them or him or her and put that spotlight on that other person yeah not in a not in a sycophantic way but actually in a, in a in a real way that actually builds up that person because society today wants to strip it away and wants to break that relationship down will do anything to allow the haters to have their way and have their say when you stand up for what is right or what you stand up for what you believe in and actually you know to bring that that light and to the, the real intention of, of 
what it is to relate to someone into that meeting, into that situation, changes the dynamic, changes that, that atmosphere. And for that person coming to you may not be looking forward to that meeting, may be dreading meeting you or not wanting to have that meeting. And immediately you've you've just changed, you've moved the goalposts, you've, you've changed their expectancy from down here to up here. And, and I think as leaders, as individuals, that's so vital for us to do that more and practice that. I agree. And, and you asked me up uh, halfway our conversation, like, what does it mean for you being related to, to others or, or not having that? And I think if I connect it to celebration, being celebrated or tolerated, mm. uh, the moment I'm celebrated and I get a pushback, I'm confronted. I'm actually open, I still struggle, but I'm open to, to, to listen and be influenced by it. The moment I feel tolerated and I'm confronted with something, I actually feel that I'm turned down. It's like a negative, I feel rejected. It? I feel condemned. Mm. And, and I try to compensate. So I actually start showing behavior in reaction to it of um with excuses well definitely not my best behavior um so it is so important when you're related to people that it includes that you feel celebrated because i would say if you don't feel celebrated then emotionally you're not connected you're still without connection um but do i have a lot of examples where i feel celebrated I have a lot of examples where I felt paid well. I have a lot of examples where I feel like, okay, I'm tolerated, but I don't have a lot of examples where I feel celebrated. Mm. So actually, yeah, for my takeaway for this one is like, do I create as a leader? Everyone is a leader. Do I create as a leader an environment where people around me feel celebrated? Yeah, Instead absolutely. of feeling corrected. And I probably have to, to have some conversations with my children tonight to just correct, correct my behavior, not them. Uh, because actually it's quite hard. It's not modeled a lot around me. And which means I have to be very intentional to start modeling it around myself, be the modeler in it, be the leader in this one, because it's really important. Yeah, I think there's a great example of, of as a parent. And I think doing things without wanting anything back. So we're talking about not, I'm not talking about serving in this in this context. We're, we're talking about making others feel valued and important. So we do things for them in that light. So whilst some people say, well, actually, by doing things for your children and not allowing them to do things for themselves, you're taking their power away. You're not making mm. them a powerful person. But actually, yeah. if you flip that and say, do you know what? I do these things without anything back, anything in return. And actually, last night, whilst I, you know, I do a lot of stuff here because that's where I'm based at home, and I don't, I don't, I wouldn't expect others to do things if I'm if I'm not around. I will do the things because I. I value them and I want to show them how much I celebrate and love them. 
last night my son i heard some clattering in the kitchen he just did the cleaning up wiped the sides down emptied the dishwasher stacked it cleaned the whole kitchen without me asking him well for me that was a significant um, time of him saying dad i'm celebrating what you do i'm celebrating all that you do for me by actually doing the thing that you would have done at nine o'clock at night when you're tired you know that's celebrating other people and and so often we want that the words of affirmation and confirmation to come as a way of celebrating but acts are sometimes more powerful because it means that that person that individuals has registered the fact of what you do for them and so they're going to celebrate you in a way that is acting that out and it's costing them that's all about the cost i think when we celebrate others it's what's going to cost us i think you just bridge something for another conversation because this is like easy like if you're connected to people and you want to celebrate them you need to also to know their love language absolutely for some it's affirmation for some it's an act of kindness for other people is the gift and it's the same with our our children like they have to know their love languages um to to actually help them grow mm. and i think this is a good moment to just uh, close our conversation um and uh I get some really nice comments, Les, like uh, someone, thank you for uh, confessing that you're also working on correcting this in your own family. Um, not to com- be confused, correcting your family. No, we are, we need to correct ourselves and se- bring this celebration, be part of it. And uh, generosity is important. And um, which is actually what I say, like generosity, the love languages. Like, like just be abundant in those areas. And uh, yeah, and the other thing that I really, um, I want to emphasize on foreclosure, like next week, no, next month, we continue this conversation, Grand and I. Next week, I will speak uh, with uh, Bench, the innovator, and uh, which will be also uh, interesting to go into the direction of what's the difference between exploration and discovery of the future. But just in general, and that's why we have the Tigger, we uh, we just invite you to connect with us. Yeah. Uh, maybe make use of the free trial uh, because surround you with a group of people that celebrate you and help you to develop the language that is so important for you to lead the way for yourself. Uh, so put yourself in a group of peers that as a leader gives you a safe place for personal development, like love yourself as your neighbor, personal development. And um, in that setting, it's so important that you have the safe place, the safe place where you're not confusing others with finding out new language, communicating in a new way. But you're surrounded by peers that celebrate your progress, that celebrate, confirm, push back, all the things that we talk about. So... Just check out the link, businessrevivalist.com slash mastermind. Make use of the guest opportunity or sign up for 20 days free trial, uh, but connect with your peers. Like if it's not this group, then make sure you have your own group, your own inner circle where you can share purpose, discover share purpose. Absolutely. Uh, Or connect directly. You know how to find Grant. You know how to find me. there are replays of our previous sessions. Uh, thank you for all the comments. Yeah, Join the good. conversation. 
Mm. And I'm looking forward, actually. I'm excited to talk about next time. And I'm thinking, like, how do we move from being connected to engage with each other? Like, like having more of that cross exchange of emotion uh, contributing to each other's life. And uh, so maybe that's a good topic for next time. Yeah. What's the next stage in, in developing that process? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So thank you for everyone for joining us. For those yeah, who watch the replay, still drop in your comments. We love to connect with you and reply to those comments. And uh, well, have a great the rest of the day. Thanks, uh, mate. Fun. It's been great. Good to see you.